Welcome to our podcast. My name is Ngoni. My name is Adi. And we're way behind the times. We're a couple of history enthusiasts who love to talk history. Indeed, we are. And we're live. Hi, my name is Adi. My name is Ngoni. And we're way behind the times. We're going to be talking about something awesome today. What are we going to be talking about, Nagoni? Something which is very interesting to you. My That's dude, this, this guy's the hype man today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Addy's on the ball. Today, we're going to be talking about the Silk Road. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Silk Road was an interconnected, like... A road. 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 road, yeah. Well, it's not just roads. Like, there were paths over the sea and over land uh, between Eurasia and, um, and Northern Africa. Eurasia being from like literally the most eastern part of Asia, that being China, all the way to um, places like Rome, right? Which is really far away in the Mediterranean. But you right? said Africa, so you can say a and no, Egypt. no, Africa is like kind of in in, in between. In between it, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they hit Africa as well. Like, um, so what they would do um, is this is going to be really brief because we're going to go further go further, into yeah, it. yeah. But they would go around India, right, around mm-hmm. the bottom of India, right, and then they would come in. Uh, come into Africa, right? And they would come to Carthage, right? Carthage was a port city, and then they would use that to go into uh, go into like. What the about the What about the uh, the direction towards Persia? Uh, towards Prussia? Yeah. Uh, Prussia kind of wasn't part of this. Oh really? Um, That's yeah. strange. Okay. Like I, I mean, like they kind of were because Prussia's it's huge. it's in between, right? Yeah. Pr- Prussia's huge, yeah. but yeah. like this was more towards the south than okay. towards the north. Right, okay. so they were going through uh, quite a few different terrains. Okay. Anyway, this is kind of a long-winded Long intro. <laughs> uh, we're we're gonna be going more into this um, right now, actually. So uh, tune in. We hope you enjoy. I'm way behind the times. We should have some like kind of side music for that, eh? Yeah. Like uh, something like plum 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 plum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna implement this. You next time on Way Behind the Times, y'all. You're gonna see it. <laughs> All right, so let's do the the music ourselves this time. Plum, 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 plum. So where are we gonna start, Addy? <laughs> where do you want to start, though? Seriously. Uh, with the Silk Road. Um, well, see, to be honest, Silk Road, the, the Silk Road itself stretched such a huge geographical map that it's 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 kind of. Uh, um, what you would say it's it's a bit uneasy if I say let's start with this specific uh, area region. region. I actually kind of want to do that. Um, okay. The reason being that um, the like the origins of like a need for a Silk Road rose out of two civilizations, two civilizations that you should know about. Mesopotamia and, and our listeners would know about. Mesopotamia. I'll give you another guess. No, you you know at least one of them. We've talked about them in great detail. Okay, uh, the Indus Valley. Uh, Indus Valley involved actually, um, okay. like uh, our our boy Ashoka, um, who was uh, the great Buddhist king, is kind of involved in the story a little bit, but he this isn't. Oh, that. is it like kind of like spreading Buddhism around? Uh... Look, we're gonna get into that later. <laughs> oh God, I'm um, getting so excited but, already. See? But. Um, yeah, there's two civilizations here involved, and okay. you know one of them. We've talked about them in detail. When you say civilizations, do you mean empire? Or empire. Mean... Okay, I, I was confused there. Sorry. Okay, so uh, you mean the Mauryan Empire? 
Try again. Come on, man. I okay. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Um. One more try. Okay, okay. Mongol Empire. We haven't talked about the Mongols. <laughs> I'm just trying to say something. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. So surprise. Stuff. Yeah. Um, guess what empire we're talking about? It's the Roman Empire. Oh, Roman Empire. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. You seem very <laughs> underwhelmed <laughs> no. by that. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so the the Roman Empire is one of the key empires. Okay. Here. Okay. And the other one is um, a Chinese Empire. I, I hesitate to call it an empire. I more like to use the term dynasty. Dynasty. Because, yes. Yes. I don't know. We we've watched uh, we've watched Marco Polo. So now we're we're now we tend to consider ourselves cultured in like in Chinese history, and so instead of calling them empires, we call them dynasties because of their last names. Are you talking about the Han Dynasty? I I the am Han, actually Han. the Han, okay. the Han Dynasty was the first one. Okay. So basically, the story is that um, um okay so I don't know if we've gone into this yet, but um this needs a brief digression. Oh yeah, definitely. So. The Eurasian, the Eurasian, um, I don't know how to describe it, the continent or the landmass there. It's, uh, there's varying terrains. There's desert, there's mountains, um, and there's also grasses, right? Rivers as well, rivers as well. Um, yes. Um, the grasses and plains being the most important part, Okay, okay. Um, the reason why the grasses and plains are the most important is because that's like a step and that's where nomadic tribes were okay right do you know what nomadic tribes yeah are? yeah 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 so for the listeners like the nomadic tribes were people who just moved around from place to place from place to place right they usually did it with horses right like you would see the mongolian empire which started off as an a nomadic people taking over the world they were nomads they moved from place to place and they fought rather they fought with each other and they fought with uh, civilized places now, People even in Saudi Arabia, they were nomadic. Yeah, they were they were not uh, constantly staying in one place. Exactly. So, uh, because I think w- with with a place like Saudi Arabia, it's just covered in desert. There's nowhere uh, of a place to start a civilization per se. Uh, they have to go from one place to another to find oasis to see to get food. Or exactly. Water and stuff like, like that. Re- resources are, are scarce. And so because resources are scarce, the people moved around. Exactly. Right. One of the things that that did though, was that there were also civilizations, which worked are which worked like a traditional city would nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With a bunch of people congregated in one spot yeah. with resources coming into the city. Right. Exactly. As you might or might not guess, um, these types of civilizations tended to clash with the nomadic people. Oh, yeah. And uh, nomadic people tended to be quite a bit of a pain for the uh, more civilized people. Um, we've seen many examples of this. We brought up the Mongols, right? You know the Huns, right? Attila the Hun. The like, Huns, yeah. Like, they caused <laughs> quite a bit of pain for the Romans. Um, who else was there? there? There were quite a few. Oh, yeah, there were quite a few. Um there was um Scythians. The Scythians. Um Scythians. I haven't heard of the Scythians though. Those are the like insane people who uh who drank or, or drank out of um people's skulls. They use their skulls as cups. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Very macabre, right? Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um the point being for all of that digression 
is that, um, yeah, these conflicts did happen from time to time. And um, that's actually the backdrop to the story of how the Silk Road began. Came to be. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, around 200 BC, uh, Emperor Wu of the Han Dynasty was in skirmishes with uh, the uh, Xiongnu. 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 Does anyone know who Xiongnu is? Um, I mean, like, they're a nomadic people. They're, they're not too common, but, like, um, they've they played roles in history. Like, okay. They're around. They're around. Okay. okay. Um, so, yeah, as you know, this is relatively normal. But these people are a pain to fight, right? Yeah. But part of the reason why they're a pain to fight is because their resources, like, um, if you come and attack them, they just leave, right? Yeah. So they don't have cities, right? They don't have strongholds that you can conquer, right? And so they were draining, uh, they were draining this emperor's resources. Right. And um, so and so what happened here is um, the emperor was kind of desperate for um, for some resources. He especially wanted horses. Oh, yeah. He especially wanted horses so that he could he could fight these people. Right. And he would have some kind of advantage. And so he needed to trade. He needed to find a play, uh, a neighboring empire. Or yeah. Or he, even, he was even looking for allies like he needed help. Is the point. Like okay. He was in some dire straits here. And so he sent an emissary by the name of Zhang Quang. I I messed that up so <laughs> For, Forgive us uh, if we are mispronouncing the Chinese words, uh, Chinese mm-hmm. names, because uh, we're not really good at pronouncing names with our initial experiences before. Anyway, this one's spelled Q-I-A-N. And they sent this emissary to find more horses mm. and allies to help them uh, defend against the nomadic people. Okay. Right? Okay. And so the hope was that he would find horses. And so Zhang went to a place called... Uh, now, here's another one I'm going to mess up. Um, it's called Fergana. Um, have you ever heard of Fergana? <laughs> no, actually. Fergana, no. Um, it's a spot in modern-day Uzbekistan. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's... So, I mean, Prussia is involved a little bit. Yes, like, I told you, right? Uzbekistan, Uzbekistan and Prussia. Well, yeah, well, see, I think you... You... <laughs> oh, God! That was hilarious. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> try again. Okay, one second. Use... Uzbekistan. 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 Okay, we are just not going to be be wasting time. Uzbekistan. But it's part of Persia. Um. So yeah. Was it? It was part of Persia. Yeah, it was part of Persia. Okay, and it was part of the Prussian Empire too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like uh, the Soviet Union broke off and Uzbekistan came to be. Yeah. That type of thing. Yeah. Anyway. So the empress, uh, so so the emperor sent uh, Zhang Quan over there, and Zhang went to Fergana, and the region, the region, man, the region was like phenomenal. I know. <laughs> no, man, like that region had rice, dude. It had rice. It had wheat. It had grapes. And snakes. No, 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 no <laughs> snakes. No snakes involved in this. <laughs> but you know what it did have? Yeah. Good horses. Oh yeah. So this place was like the dream. 
right? And so Zhang went to report this back to the emperor. And the horses were highly sought after. Okay. Because, like, um, I mean, the emperor was like, yo, we need horses, right? And so he, he started to trade for them fiercely, right? To the point where the people from Fergana were like, no, I'm sorry, we can't trade you any more horses. Uh-oh. So Emperor Wu went to war! <laughs> he went to war. He declared war, war. yeah. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. Guess the name of this war, though. No, this one's pretty funny. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I kid you not, it's worth it. Are you serious? It's called The War of the Heavenly Horses. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the, the literal purpose of the war was so Heavenly that they could... horses. So that they could acquire the horses. horses. See, so it's common... Saw. Okay, see, I think what people should realize that these things were very, very common. If you wanted something, if you want to acquire something, if you don't get it peacefully, they would try to get it out of force. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's 100%, like, common, but... <laughs> the name of that but the uh, name of the war they could have named it you know uh, the war of uh, the war of assets or something I don't know man like <laughs> our, our modern wars are named after like the place where they're fought usually right they're not they're, or like like the battle of Waterloo or, the battle of Waterloo though the wind the, no, 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 the I don't know though like modern modern warfare this is way off topic. Yeah. Let, let's, no, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's uh, embrace the moment. So, modern war, right? Um, I don't know if it even has titles. Because when people fight skirmishes, it's more like we were ambushed, people died, or we managed to we managed to handle the situation. Yeah. It's more like a, a, a crisis that happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just a result of the fact that war now is more sudden and ambushy yeah. than it used to be, right? And before they were more significant, where they could be named by the place where they were. And also the thing is, even though it would be ambushy, let's just say if it's ambushy, let's just say suddenly uh, a Mongol emperor brings all his horses towards a kingdom, while the kingdom knows that, you know, from the watchers, they will know exactly what's happening three or four feet from the, from the race level. So they actually know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's not like today where, you know, you have secret services. Yeah, and, yeah. Like um, everything, everything was out in the open, right? So you have the, but like, yeah. Like, guerrilla warfare was the most recent yeah. one. I don't, I don't know if guerrilla warfare was recent. We should talk about that in the future. Okay. But anyway, Go on. Let's, let's get back. To, <laughs> let's get back to the war of heavenly horses. Heavenly horses. We should have a song for this. We should just we should make a list of weird war names actually. And putting songs to it, nice ringtones to it. We're gonna put that on Facebook, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway. So the War of Heavenly Horses was was fought, right? And by one hundred and one BC, yeah. by that point. The Han Dynasty, because it's the Han Dynasty now. Like, uh, Emperor Wu is probably dead at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so the Han Dynasty now owned uh, Fergana. Fergana. Yeah, and yeah. so it's a part of their civilization, or a part of their empire, right? And being a part of their empire opens them up to a world of trade that they weren't open to before. Yeah. And so, basically, what happened here was that... Um, we had we had two civilizations as we brought up before 
Um, we had the Chinese civilization, the part of the Han Dynasty, and we also had the Roman civilization, right? Um, so we hear about this from the Roman perspective, actually. So what they what what is referred to is Pax Silica, mm-hmm. which is called the Chinese piece. That's yeah, that's, that's, that. that's Roman. Yeah. Right. And then there's also a Pax Romana. What's Pax Romana, though, in this case? That's the Roman piece. Oh. Yeah. So here's where the Romans come into the story. Okay. This is interesting, though. (laughs) So you know that we discussed Rome previously, right? Yeah, we have. Just to give everyone a quick recap here. Um, there was, um, there were three members of the triumvirate. Um, triumvirate, right? And now, now I'm bringing up a triumvirate I haven't brought up. The Roman Republic fell um, around this point in time too. Um, I believe it was from the like seventies uh, CE or BCE. No, 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 no not seventy. Seventies no, BCE. Right? No, uh, it fell when the triumvirate fell. So it was around. Uh, when did this guy take over? Forty-five BCE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it, it was, it was like, it was it, really, it was really, really yeah. close yeah. to like, close. yeah. It was really, really close to the common era. Yeah. Right. And so, close to the same time here, um, both of these, both, both of these people had conquered quite a bit. Before you move on, what was the uh, timeline you said when this happened? Um, I was saying like somewhere from like for Roman. Yes. Um, 100 BCE to like maybe 1080. That was around the time it fell. Um, and so um, this was a direct result of the efforts of Caesar and his triumvirate. Um, and so what happened here was that um, they, like um, Caesar, Crassus, and Pompey, all conquered great deals, a great deal of land, especially around the Mediterranean area. Um, and as a result of that conquering, um, the Roman Empire was flourishing and they were in a state where they reached peace and they had peace for 200 years, 200 years of no major conflicts. And that was called Pax Romana. And okay. so, and so at this point, right, um, this is, this is another interesting thing about people. What do people do when they're at peace? They like to trade. They like to um, spread uh, their knowledge to other people. You're actually 100% correct. Um, they like to trade. They like to spread their knowledge. But what do you want to do once you're, like, at, on a personal level? Once you know that you're not going to be killed, what do you want to do? And you, you have food and you have resources. Well, you like to, uh, you like to give and take. You like to be friendly with uh, your comrades, don't you? No. No? No, come on. Come on. <laughs> I'm being real. No, no, no. Once you see how my, my personality is? Once you're safe, what do you want? What do people tend to want? Well, when they're safe, they would like to get food. No, yeah, safe and you have food. Though, okay. No, like you have the basic Oh, you mean food. the basic things are covered? Yeah, yeah, basic okay. things are covered. What do you want now? Well, the pleasures and... and exactly. So... Um, we, we, we keep on talking, um, we, we talk amongst ourselves about how materialistic we are nowadays, right? But it's not just that we were materialistic. Nowadays, people were always materialistic. Materialistic, And so once you have the basic resources and you're safe, guess what you want to do next? You want to ball. 
you want to be you want to be decked out in the finest things now in this in like in our case that means that you want to be like Fancy, yeah, you want fancy things, right? Um, and like that translates differently today than it would in the past. Yeah, but the thing is that these people want the same things. They want they want to like they want to ball out, land, house, expensive clothes. Yeah, portraits, um, beautiful wives. See, so what we're gonna focus on here is not so much the land and the house. We're going to exp- uh, focus on the luxury goods, right? And so what these two um, two civilizations realized from each other, right, was that, um, was that, first of all, a demand for goods was rising, right? Yeah. So, like, um, rich people wanted fancy things, right? And so some silk. Some silk had made its way over to to Rome, yeah. right? But by the time it makes its way over to Rome, like, we can't understate here, um, for context, how far away everything is. The Roman Empire is worlds away from the uh, from the Han Dynasty. These two civilizations can't fight each other. There's a, literally a sea of land between them. There are a lot of other empires between them. It's no, no, no. There aren't actually like empires. As far as empires go, these are the two. Okay. But but as far as like as far as land masses, or, or as far as uh, as far as land though, there's it would take years to travel across this land, literal years, and so for to have uh, to have people those people go to war was kind of infeasible. And so instead of going to war, these people started trading with each other, right? Um, silks started coming through to Rome, right? And the silks were seen as, like, crazy cool because they're shiny, right? Like, you know, silk is shiny, right? And on top of being shiny... Not just raw materials, even in, uh, even uh, even animals. Like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, getting, some, you're getting ahead of Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the first the first stuff that came through really was silk. Silk? Okay. It was more so luxury resources, right? Rich people saw it. They're like, whoa, right? And they're like, where, where did you get this, right? And it came from very far away, right? And so, basically, the trade between these two civilizations, the transport of silk um, and other resources, started to come through. Right. Um. Hold on. I have a list of the things that um that were transported. It's transported. So like spices from the East Indies, glass beads from Rome, silk, ginger, lacquerware from China, furs and animals from the Caucasian steppe, and um, slaves from many locations. All of these things were transported along these paths. Right. Like um. And so like. These paths became kind of vital in a way, right? Um, now you might ask me how this is possible, right? Like um, how transporting how, things? Well, no, no. What do you mean? Not so much possible? how it's possible, how it's viable for a person to do it, right? Think think about it this way: How much can a horse really carry? Well, maybe. Uh, from what I no, heard, no. it can carry. Maybe twice its weight, own weight? And maybe twice its own weight. Yeah. So if a horse can carry maybe twice its own weight, how much gear, how much stuff you can sell can it carry? Silk. No, no, mm-hmm. I'm not even saying silk. 
like how much stuff are you really able to carry with a trade? Not much, program? actually. Not much, right? Yeah. And so to turn a profit, then that's kind of hard to do, right? So you need but to have more. You forget. There's a there's a key animal here. Camels. Camels. Oh yeah, camels. Camels were like the the beast of overland transport. They were great in deserts, and on top of being great in deserts, they could carry up to five hundred pounds. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, so they could carry an insane amount of stuff. And so the domestication of the camel happened at around 200 BCE. And so you're seeing like a bunch of things are lining up here to make this a perfect situation for trade between, oh, yeah. the, two, between the two places, right? Um, so now trade is possible between the two. And so you have goods flowing between the two, right? And you have caravans that are traveling, right? You also have caravanasseries, I think they're called. Cavernasseries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cavernasseries. Anyway, these are places where traders go to, like, you know, like, there's pit stops, basically, for, for traders. And so you have, like, uh, you have an exchange of goods, really. Now, that's that's the basics of how the Silk Road This started. is, like, ancient urbanization, if you think about it. It's not even, um, urbanization's the wrong Or let's term. say, uh, uh, ancient trading. I'd say it's ancient globalization. Globalization, like, okay. Like, these cultures are affecting each other. Like, silk was selling for so expensive that, like, um, the empire, like, um, now the Han Dynasty fell. But there was a dynasty after it. I'm going to kick myself. I forgot the name of the dynasty. But this dynasty, I think it was the Tan Dynasty. Okay. Um, no, that rhymes with Han. Um. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, I'm gonna quote you on that right now. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm gonna quote you on that right anyway, now. Anyway, <laughs> these people would tax and silk. They would okay. tax farmers and silk because it was so valuable, and then yeah. they would send it over by trade, right? And which would sell for enormous prices in like places like Rome, right? Yeah. And even when the Roman Empire started to decline, these trade routes did not decline, right? True. And yeah. so you see a a vast exchange of things, right? But, like, you have the economics of a society being dictated by the market in foreign places, which is what globalization is, but this is just on a very, very minute scale. It's, like, minor globalization. But here, here's one of the cool things, too. So, it wasn't just goods that passed through, right? Now, you were bringing this up before, right? Like, what, what other things passed through? Um, well, literature... Uh, religion, uh, exotic animals, uh, slaves you already mentioned, um, raw materials which you've already mentioned, uh, food materials like especially salt and sugar and sugar cane and uh, stuff that you will not be able to grow or find in the west side I'm of actually, the world. Actually, I'm not so much talking about resources. Oh. I'm more talking, um, you hit the n- nail on the head with, um, with your comment about religion. Though. Religion, yeah. Okay. Um, basically, this path allowed for ideas and belief sets to spread rapidly, right? And so what you would see is, although, um, although Rome is a Christian empire, right? They have no 
contact with China. When at what time? At what time did they start? Like um, this is much later. Oh, much later. Like, okay, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you like specifically. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. To preface this, like the the Silk Road continued on for a millennium. A millennium. Like, yeah. Okay. Like um, it was going strong for a long time. Um, and as a result of that, right, um, when Christianity became a thing in the Roman Empire, it was spread. It was not yeah. spread through, it was spread through things like the Silk Road, right? Missionaries would travel on that road, right? And you'd have churches established in places like Tibet, which is on the other side of the literal world, right? Exactly. And they were able to get there through trade routes such as the Silk Road, or I guess the Silk Road's not a trade route, but like routes on the, on the, on on the, the Silk, Silk Road. road yeah. Exactly. Um, and like you have, um, you have people who would like, uh, like, uh, when the Mongolians conquered the, the, the Eurasian, uh, continent, really, when they conquered that continent, they also controlled the entire Silk Road. And so what they did was they had, um, they had, uh, their people able to access fresh horses at every single stop, right? Um, they had a golden tablet. And if you have the golden tablet, you can just go from place to place really fast. That's so it's awesome, right? It's like, super, like, um, super. people are, people are stupid, man. Yeah, people were and so like, smart back then. And, like, the way... Organized. And the ways that they took advantages of these things were crazy, right? Um, very organized. You want to hear another example of how, like, people were genius, right? Even going back to, like, you know, the early, the early CEs, right? Like, from, like, you know, zero to a hundred CE. Right, so after yeah. Christ or before Christ was after born. Christ. Well, after Christ, was born. Um, okay. so you know the um, you know the uh, I don't know if the Indian Sea is to the left of India or to the right. The Indian Sea? No, it's right. It's okay. So Indian Sea is right below the Indian. Okay, uh, so what's to the left? So to the left uh, would be uh, you mean uh, the Arabian Sea? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be it. So you have you have um, you have naval um, naval units. <laughs> I'm calling them units. That's weird. <laughs> you have ships, right? You have trade ships traveling across this Silk Road too, right? So what they knew was that in the summers, right, there were winds going from going, I believe, northeast from Africa um, to um, to the Indian subcontinent, right? And then in the winter, there were winds coming the opposite way. And so they took advantages of these winds and the monsoons to help them travel across the, uh, across the uh, whole thing. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy the amount of ingenuity that was involved in here. Anyway, with the spread of these, like you have spread of ideas, you have spreads of beliefs, you have spread of culture, right? Um, so one of the spreads of religion um, that Addy, um, I, I told Addy about earlier was the spread of Buddhism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Buddhism was in, initially uh, was created in India. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, so we talked about Ashoka the Great earlier, right? Maybe he was one of the he was one of the huge proponents. Proponents? Advocates. Uh, advocates. Advocates. That's the word. <laughs> Words mean things, man. <laughs> he, was, he was one of the huge advocates for the Buddhist religion, right? And he was responsible for a large part of its spread, right? He was long dead by this point. But the Buddhism that he so um, firmly advocated spread through the Silk Road to China, where it gained a lot of traction, right? Yeah. Um, it's almost bigger there now than it is in India, right? 
China is not. They don't believe in Buddhism mm-hmm. anymore. Not anymore. Who there? I think Tibetans. Tibet. Tibet. Right? Yeah. Tibet. Yeah. Uh, but like that was the reason that it was but able. But Chinese spread. did believe in Buddhism. In mm-hmm. Buddhism for a bit. Yeah. They're they're Confuci- Confuciism, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I do not know my religions. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. With um with those spreads, right? There's also the spread of science, right? Mm-hmm. Which I don't really consider to be a good thing, um, personally. Um, why is that? Why do you think that? There's a lot of things that spread through this. You have spread of like, you have paper making, which spread, you which is printing, right? The printing mm-hmm. press. You have gunpowder. Mm-hmm. Gunpowder was a real negative, uh, and then you have um, windmills and porcelain, right? Porcelain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I but think like porcelain no, porcel- dolls when you say porcelain. Porcelain is less of a thing, but like windmills, gunpowder, and a compass, those things, mm. I, I'm, I, I think you would agree with this, where I say colonialism was a nightmare, right? Yeah, it was. Colonialism was a nightmare. And a lot of the reason why colonialism happened, we can't, we can't, separate the Silk Road from colonialism, right? What these people were doing was, right, like, I know less about the East India Trading Company, but, like, when these people came across the North American continent, they were looking for faster routes on the Silk Road. That's what they were looking for. They ended up finding a continent, right? They they tried to go, yeah, they tried going through the, the Gulf area, yeah, like, I, I don't know if they had a plan. They didn't map this place out. Right? They didn't map this place out. So, Columbus so got confused tra- and went to North America. So they so were trying to, to find a shortcut, right? But yeah. they weren't able to find a shortcut. They found a continent instead. Um, and I think that led to a lot of strife. And the trade of slaves also, not so great. Yeah. But um, anyway, um, we're not really at the final verdict here. Or maybe we are. Um, we are. There's a lot to talk about in Silk Road, though. There's a lot to talk about. I think um, like we're already at thirty minutes here. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, I mean, like I want to keep on going, but um, I think what we should do is we should like sum up the benefits and the disadvantages of the Silk Road, and just come up with what our thoughts are on them. Okay. Okay. Um. So, um. So yeah. Um. A lot of a lot of the the spread of technologies also led to some pretty vast atrocities right and like hmm. trading slaves over such a large le- large distance also led to quite a bit of atrocities and the wealth that people were chasing was the wealth of trading resources right yeah which when you talk about trading like i think you know what uh it depends on the period time period that you're talking about right mm-hmm. like when you say uh trading with China during that period of time. Uh, China was, let's just say, around 100 BC to 50, 50 CC. They were a prominent country to trade with. No, like, um, here, here's what I mean to say. Like, okay. The resources, the resources never ran out of these regions. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so whereas, like, where China was trading porcelain and silk, like in like zero CE, they were still trading porcelain and silk in like one thousand CE. Oh, There's, you mean like that? Okay. Like okay. Uh, the the resources never left these regions. What ended up coming to these regions were opportunities and opportunists. Yeah. And I think 
that led to the taking advantages of quite a few peoples. Oh yeah, like it, that's when the industrialized uh, industrial uh, industrial civilization. I mean, what am I saying? Uh, the industrial revolution started back then. Uh, the, not not the industrial revolution. I meant the Renaissance happened. Yeah, I think it and, happened almost as a direct result of this kind of thing, right? And everybody wanted yeah. a conquest. Yeah, in Europe, and that's. Like, and they and they wanted to conquest because they wanted resources. They, like yeah, they wanted to trade. Themselves. Exactly. Like no, it's not just tr- not. It's not trade. They wanted the resource. But they wanted to own it. But but initially, let, let's just say, say initially, all these countries that left, let's just say, from uh, from Portugal, England, uh, uh, Spain, pe- people were sent to either spread their belief systems, a or or c try to trade with other cultures around the world to get the raw materials for themselves. That is that is B. That is B. (laughs) But then what actually happened was when they ended up in that place, when they started doing more and more trading, they realized that they could get that they could take advantage of that and conquer that. That was like the next stage. That's not like they didn't know about these people though. They were trading with them for they, years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. With 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 East India Company, right? A simple or, example. Are, are you are you saying that they? Or no, no, no. Continue. Yeah, a simple example. The East India Company first came into India in the 16th century. Yeah. So they were trading with India for over 200 years. Yeah. And in 1857, they chose to overtake India. Yeah. So that is what I was trying to say. They 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 knew the amount of resources. They were the, getting coming out from those yeah, countries. Yeah, I think I think it led to quite a bit of greed, and yeah. I think it led to quite a bit of negative results. But you could also argue for some positives, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like um, like one of the positives is um, um, Islam. I um, I came across this in my research. I didn't see much of a correlation, like made in the text, but I made a correlation myself. Islam spread extremely rapidly. Oh yeah, you yeah. know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, like, I think they were founded in eight hundred CE, somewhere there. Um, eight hundred CE. I don't want to get that wrong. Can no, you? I don't think eight hundred CE. Search that up? Yeah, I'll search that up two seconds. Anyway, the point being that the Silk Road was very active at the time, and um, I believe the Silk Road was, or, or the uh, the Islamic religion was founded within the area of the Eurasian Steppe, right? Um, and so the religion, I would argue, was almost able to spread so quickly because of the uh, the Eurasian uh, the the Silk Road being available. What do you think? Yeah, it, it, that's the thing, right? If if, if uh, more than a large continent is connected through a single route, there is going to be. An uh, allowance for allowance of a lot of things being spread from and an exchange of ideas. I think it was like the ideal breeding ground for a religion, yes. um, personally, and uh, yeah. So like I think that was a positive. Um, one of the other things that came from this is the spread of diseases. Seventh century. Seventh century, so that's my bad. So in the seventh century. Um, Man, I was off by a century. That's not bad for somebody. You said 800 CC, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so 800 C or 700 C ish. 
um, there there was a great allowance for this type of spread, which is kind of incredible, right? Like it's the perfect spot for this type of thing to happen, right? And um, the uh, these these places thrived too, right? Like um, like uh, the places in between the two, like they were able to thrive off of trade. And so you have like various different uh, different caliphates like rising up and like part of their wealth is due to like their access to trade, right? Yeah. Like um, these things built, propped up civilizations for a long time. Um, yeah, but one of the things that was also transferred through this is diseases, right? Diseases, so you yeah. can have, you have plagues, right? That can die in, uh, in China because nobody in China is in contact with anybody in Rome. Right, but with uh, trade routes existing between the two, these things are are passing from one spot to another. You're not immune to the diseases. And you're not immune to it anymore, and so death follows. Um, and you not, and, and also on top of that, you wouldn't have a cure, because the disease is new and unknown in that territory. There's actually like a plague that passed from China to uh, to Rome. At least historians believe so. Mm-hmm. And it decimated, like, I think, like, a good chunk of their army. And they didn't know what, why it would happen, but, like, we suspect it's because of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, really, like, um, all in all, like, I would say that the Silk Road was a positive thing for a civil... Uh, for, uh, for, for, for the world, For the saying. world. If, if you have to intermingle between two different cultures... Um, the Silk Road played a huge role in doing that. It definitely did, yeah. And I think it provided a breeding ground for how people treat other like people from far away, right? It created um, multiculturalism. It literally. birthed it, yeah. yeah it was but birthed. it also birthed quite a bit of strife. Of course. And, and everything, everything that starts always has negatives and positives. Yeah, too. but we're still feeling the effects of that today. Even today, yeah. Even today. Like... When I when I tell you that colonialism was almost a direct result of that, I'm I, I believe that that's an that's an ex, that's maybe an extrapolation on my part, but I believe it. Like I think a lot of these things happen because they see that the resources are available, right? And so I can't I can't look at the Silk Road as positively as I would like to, right? I see what you say. But that's also a part of world focus, right? Yeah, see, like, how, however it has opened up a lot of positive gates, it has also led to some interesting and uh, weird uh, doors to colonialism. And, and, uh, and like Nagoni said earlier, if, if there was no Silk Road, there wouldn't have been any colonialism. I don't know if there wouldn't have been any colonialism though. Like that's that's the other thing too, right? I don't I don't think the Silk Road is the sole cause of human greed. No, but right? I think but you know what? It I, I think it cost. opened up the possibility. Yeah. Possibility of there's something there on the other side of the world because back then nobody knew how big the world was. And the other cool thing Very is, secular, is right? just because like uh, medieval Europe is going through a dark age doesn't mean that China is going through a different. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And so technology can pass from one end to another, which is significantly cool. That's something that doesn't happen, like, or, or that's something that happens now, which wouldn't have happened then, which is amazing. Yeah, that's like, again, I said again, uh, the Silk Road has brought a lot of positive things, but it also brought in some negative things as well along with it. 
Absolutely. So with our overall discussion, I hope you like enjoyed our Silk Road talk. It mm. was well explained by Nagoni. And it was well explained by you, man. <laughs> no, but well, I enjoyed I enjoyed your stories. It was very interesting. I, I had a, I had a lot of fun researching this one. Yeah, actually. it was a lot. It was a lot like, of fun. Um, the, this is one of those topics that's so broad, right? Like, you cannot when, just when, I, just when I tell you when I tell you that we did not talk about everything yeah. at all. We did. We not. did not talk about. We did not. We, we had to we, cut we, shot. We skimmed. We skimmed the surface, right? Yeah. Like when I looked at this, I was interested in globalization personally. Um, and I was interested in the hints of colonialism too, personally, right? But there's other interesting aspects to this story, right? Yeah. Like, um, for example, I sent a picture over to Addy um, of a of a trade route uh, that was made in Syria by the Romans. It's at least a thousand years old. Two thousand years. Thousand years old. It could be two thousand. Yeah. Holy. Now, when I tell you that that road, man. It looks like a cobblestone road. It looks like just like there's stones on the ground. There's some grass growing in between them. It looks like my dad's backyard. And it's like a millennium old. It's insane. I'll, um, if there was a picture, we would basically... We'll, we'll post it online post that so that you can see it. Um, That's incredible. Yeah. So follow, follow us on Facebook. Um, we got a group there. And um, we're going we're gonna to post some of these tidbits here. Uh, here and there so that you can you can track like you know where our minds were at with this and if you have any suggestions or something new that you want to bring out in this topic please send a um, a, a comment or a like to our one of our articles and we would be able to read them yeah we'd love to hear it yeah. seriously when I tell you that we geek out over history we, we geek, literally geek out we over geek history. out over history man yeah. Like, I remember this one time Addy went on, like, a 90-minute rant to me about Hitler, and I was just like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, like, I, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we couldn't go to and discuss about every single part of the Silk Road uh, because it was such a, it's a huge, huge topic to talk about. Maybe we might bring it up next time during our other episodes when we talk we're going to be bringing bringing it up anytime soon so um yeah so that's a wrap yeah wrap from us my name is addy my name is Nagoni. we're way behind the times yo peace